Welcome to the School of Athens by Estelle and Leah. Making philosophy more accessible to younger people. Hey, hi everybody. We're hi. back. Um, I'm Estelle. And I'm Leah. And today we're talking about a very important topic called mm-hmm. determinism and free will. So we want to start by by giving you a scenario. So basically, imagine someone kidnaps you and forces you to commit a crime. And after you commit the crime, you manage to escape, but the police still arrest you and people want to punish you for for the mm-hmm. crime that you committed. But um, obviously, you feel that's unfair because you didn't commit the crime. You know, by free will, you were forced to do it, right? So that's kind of the intro to the topic, like... We do things why we think we have free will. Um, because for example, you would say that you didn't commit the crime by free will, obviously, because there was a cause, you know, or, or someone that forced you to do it. Mm. But if we, you know, apply that same concept to a different situation, you know, you could say, Yeah, I committed a crime because like my genetics impact me in a way that, you know, make it um, more likely for me to commit a crime or something like that. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna talk about that more later. <laughs> and also, I think there's a reason why often, like for example, in TV shows or whatever, like we sometimes feel sympathy for like the criminals or like the bad guys in the shows because we can see like what led them to that place if they had like a, a traumatic childhood or bad things happening in their life. Like we'd sympathize with them, and like if we were in the same position, we would have maybe done the same thing. So, yeah, and that's because we think that everything has a cause, right? Mm-hmm. And this um, like idea is called determinism. You know that we think everything is caused by something in the past. So, definition, I guess, of determinism is um, given the past, the present couldn't have been otherwise. It's all about like the present being a. F- like affected by the past Mm -hmm. exactly and so you know how does that uh, influence free will I mean if you think about it if every action you do has a cause then you know what are you really deciding like if for example everything you do is caused by either your genetics or your upbringing or experiences you've had like you aren't really making a choice say you are choosing between like eating an apple or a banana or something then something in your past you know for example a bad experience with apples or something like that already decided or predetermined what you are going to choose now and you can go back like basically indefinitely and uh, find causes for the causes that Mm. are now um, influencing your choices or everything that's happening basically Say I'm, I made like lettuce and mushrooms for dinner today. And mm-hmm. I you? made that. Be- I did actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I made that because that was the only thing that we had in our fridge. I guess just like one thing goes, there's always like, always like a reason for why you do such a thing. And so, I mean, there are a lot of people who um, I have problems with the determinism because it's very hard to accept that you don't have free will, right? It seems wrong because when you're making a choice, you feel like you are in control, but really like what determinism says, and if you think about it, it makes sense, uh, is that you aren't really making that choice like willingly. Like it's nothing about you that it's, or mm-hmm. nothing that's not already somehow 
predetermined. So in this moment, I guess like if I decide to suddenly stop doing a podcast, like I still have the choice to like continue or like I still, it seems like I still have free will like to either like just jump yeah. out the window or just continue <laughs> doing a podcast leading on to my normal life. But if it's I, like somehow like the way that your brain is, works is already, that already is determined and that already yeah. actually it's it's quite funny because like on tiktok there's like a trend recently that's like uh uh when i remember i have free will and someone just does something random like <laughs> starts like throwing some oh, right. around or something but in a way that's still being like you're still doing it to prove that you have free will which is still being affected by something that's happened you know like to prove that i have free will if i jump out of the window right now that's still being affected the cause is still the discussion that we're having right now you know but you know now that like if you are going to accept determinism say you know or I mean there's nothing really to accept it's more like if you understand like how free will works or how determinism works for example there's this movement called hard determinism you know what are you uh, and they say basically you can't hold people responsible for the actions that they can't really um, freely choose, right? For the um, hard determinists, they basically say that no one's responsible for anything they do. And that seems like so radical, but the so question like, is like, can you live in a society where no one's held responsible for what they're doing? Like, I don't think that's possible. Mm. Let's go to libertarianism, right? That's another yeah. ex- extreme view. Libertarianism is like, would say that free will does exist, right? So, yeah, um, I mean, I think the equation is kind of either determinism is true or free will exists. Yeah. And in the case of the hard determinists, they say free will doesn't exist. And in the case of, you know, libertarians, but they would think that determinism is false. I think one of the main libertarian like ideas is, for example, that for humans, it's different because we have a soul. So there's something else, you know, in humans that makes the equation a little bit different. It's difficult like, to see, to fit that into our worldview, because then like, when is your soul actually acting and when are you just forced to do things like that? Or when is it your genetics or whatever? What exactly does a libertarian believe in? A lot of people, I think, believe that there is a soul. And so that's what is basically making the decisions. No, I think in this whole discussion, like, it's really important to define what free will is as well. Because a lot of people, they base their counter arguments on um, how they define free will. I think usually philosophers say like, I could have done otherwise if in that situation. So say X is an action or something. So free will is that if someone freely does X, then they also could have reframed from doing X. Or like, if I freely did X, then I could have, I must have been able to render it false that I did X. If I made um, lettuce and mushroom for dinner, then I could have, I could have also refrained like not made lettuce and mushroom for dinner yeah that makes sense and then like in a deterministic view that would mean that you wouldn't be able to choose otherwise because there's a cause for what you are choosing for example i don't know like whatever like your mom always forced you to 
I don't know, not buy enough groceries. So now that you didn't buy enough, you only have something left and you can only do that or whatever. Like that's a bad yeah. example. But I don't even know why your mom would force you not to buy enough groceries. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Oh, maybe, maybe my cat ate the groceries or something. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very difficult to um, explain determinism because there's like such an almost like molecular aspect, you know, because uh, I think it has a lot to do also like on a very basic level. Um, it has a lot to do with how the, you know, particles move in a certain moment or whatever. Like, yeah, um, one of the criticisms or one of the maybe, you know, counter arguments you could have for, you know, determinism is quantum mechanics, because basically there's the possibility, right, that a certain like molecular atom or something like I'm not a physics person, but um, is at the at different places at the same time or there's always a probability that um you know for example an atom is at a certain place like at a certain time so it's not defined you know like it's not predetermined where um where it is but it's like only for example if there's like a a certain probability that it's you know like one nanometer to the left or like one nanometer to the right or whatever you know yeah and so Obviously, when we're talking about determinism on a very basic level, if you think about, you know, the neurons in your brain, for the decision you're making, it might be extremely important how the, you know, parts in your brain are moving. And so if there's a possibility that they are moving a different way, like in the same moment or in the same situation, um, then that means that they don't necessarily have a cause, right? So Mm -hmm. there's yeah disconnection maybe so basically the things in the past aren't directly causing what you're doing right now anymore and that doesn't mean that you are choosing where the particles in your brain are of course but it does mean that it's not all like predetermined like there's a certain aspect of chance in every it's like the randomness of that like Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so also, I probably made like a million science mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I was thinking everything has a cause. Like if we go all the way back, say if we believe in the Big Bang Theory or like what caused the Big Bang Theory, you know, like like at the end of the day, like oh, if you're like a re- religious believer, you'd say God or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like so- what happened and was it already sure in that moment that, yeah, I mean, that's so interesting to think about. Like what in that moment, in the Big Bang moment, in a deterministic worldview, it should have already been predetermined that we are making this podcast right now. Like, yeah, we, exactly. It couldn't have happened another way. They talk about this with God as well. Like, if God made everything, then like he would also know like what's gonna happen in two days or what's gonna happen in like a hundred years. Also, like just taking the deterministic view as well. If he doesn't control, if God doesn't control like now, but like at least yeah. if he made everything in the first place, like everything would lead to this point i mean especially if we think about like how if we think all the way back to you know the big bang or any event in the past especially then i find the quantum like theory argument very interesting because Mm -hmm. that makes so much difference then you know like either it could have happened by chance another way or not and And also uh, yeah, I was reading this book today, uh, this fiction novel, and the storyline goes like this this guy, like when he gets his powers, like they all see this sort of vision of their demise or like their 
downfall and he sees this girl and they have like this romance thing or whatever but like <laughs> point is like if he if he knows that this girl is going to be his demise and he sets out to prevent her or, or or like sets out to let it happen or prevent it like how like yeah can we do that yeah yeah the timeline is just confusing because he has the knowledge of something about the future but does the future know that he has the knowledge that he'll know about the future can you change your future like obviously like the determinists would say you can't take another example like this happens in my little pony as well Twilight, like, she has this power. I think in one of the episodes, she, like, her future self comes and speaks to her present self and she tries to tell her something important, but Mm -hmm. she didn't have enough time to say it. And then the present self gets really, like, anxious about something bad that might happen in the future. So, So the present self tries to find a way to tell her past self that something mm-hmm. might happen in the future. Or, like, she ends up, like, trying to warn the past self, but then she didn't have enough time to warn the past self either. I don't know. I just find the past, present, and future really interesting and confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. That, But that also is so difficult to, you know, answer because then you think about, like, time loops. You know, can the future part in, like, different ways? Like, if you see the future, then either the there's like only one way and it's going to be exactly the same as you're going as you're seeing it, or there's like a different timeline and all of a sudden, you know, you're on a different way because you saw it, what you saw. So let's circle back to compatibilism. Like what the compatibilists do differently is that they just define free will differently. They say it doesn't really matter if an action was caused or like it just it needs to be caused in the right way. So say you are forced to do something, then this action is not caused in the right way. But if something in your past led you to have a certain desire to do something, then this action was caused in the right way and then you're doing it freely. But like the problem That's... is like what the definition of being caused in the right way It's just super difficult. Like, where's the line? Like, if you're hypnotized, for example, to have a desire for something, then obviously um, you're going to have that desire, but it's still not really, like, it's not really, like, free, right? Even by the compatibilist definition. And then, like, you circle back and say, yeah, but, (laughs) you know, the cause needs to be caused in the right way or whatever. Like, it doesn't really make sense, so. So to just add on to what Leah said about um, compatibilism. Um, Simon Backburn in Think talks about it quite well. So he uses like a thermostat as an example. And he said um, a thermostat controls the temperature by being part of the way in which the past controls the present and future. In this like being part of and being taken part in this process that gives you the free will, gives you the responsibility and what you said before about more responsibility with the whole topic of free will, I think that's really important as well. I think there's like a distinction that we can make between, say, someone who's who's just like stupid and someone who's just lazy. Obviously, you'd think that a lazy one should take 
moral responsibility or whatever for their actions or like for their lack of hard work in this case um whereas this the stupid one just didn't like it wasn't part of their i guess their system or their set they didn't have the knowledge whereas the lazy one just didn't use that's like kind of the point right because like I for example have a brother who's like extremely (laughs) lazy no I'm kidding but like and I'm also a very lazy person so you could argue that it's also like it also has to do with your like your genetics or you know well I think I I think like that's like kind of the point like can you hold them responsible or can you hold me responsible for being lazy or not or it's like say someone's about to jump off the roof of a building and you see them do it and I don't know you're maybe like a few floors under them and you're just lazy and you don't want to climb up the stairs and tell them to stop okay but (laughs) that's kind of like a crazy scenario yeah so now I argue that it's not your laziness but your extreme like egoism that you can't even you know I mean that's like in the depths of compatibilism, I think, you know, that we're talking about now. Because I feel like there's so many scenarios in which it's difficult to say, like, whether you're responsible for something or, like, you're not responsible for something. But, like, the main question, you know, like, do you have free will? Like, doesn't that give you some sort of existentialist, like, crisis? At the end of the day, it always comes back to the existentialist crisis. Right? Like, I think... It's also a big thing in t- when we're defining free will, like how whether we like the thought arises. If you see if you see a girl off at the top of a roof, like maybe you just didn't connect the fact that they might be wanting to jump off the roof. Like yeah, if maybe. that thought didn't arise, then would you still like assign a more responsibility to the person? Mm-hmm. Or, or would you still assign more responsibility to the person because the thoughts should have arise, uh, arise and it didn't? Yeah, I mean, that's like being caused in the right or wrong way. Like, I mean, if you really didn't have that thought, if your body basically forced you not to have that thought, or, you know, if your body didn't allow you to have that thought, then I guess for the compatibilists, you would say it's not out of a desire that you didn't go, but just weren't able to. Mm-hmm. said like if you had the desire not to go and you were re- aware of the situation yeah. then the capitalist might say okay you're still responsible you still acted freely yeah it's just hard to define what was something that you could have done or something you weren't able to do at all I think it's just hard to like set the boundaries or limits for that but yeah no like I want to come back though to the existential crisis thing because I think that's such a problem for people um, when they're talking about determinism, right? But this is so crucial to us. Like, it's nothing you do. Like, that basically says none of the choices you make are yours. So you don't even, nothing you do is you. So do you even, who are you as a person if not the choices that you make and the actions that you do, right? I think just because everything was for me at least just because uh, um, I'm my personality is this way because of how I was brought up or because of my genes like that still doesn't stop me from making everyday decisions and choices Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So do you accept that you're only the sum of your genetics and upbringings? I, yeah, I do. Does that feel like you? Does that feel like that encapsulates everything you are? Like, I think I'm so. not sure if I do. Like, I, don't know. I think it does sum up who I am. But that doesn't. That's not anything. That's not a negative thing. You know, like I am. Yeah. Okay. I'm built up and my genes, but I'm still me. I don't think that takes away from my identity at all. Yeah, okay, no, I understand that. Are you suggesting, like, there's something more than just your upbringing and genes or, like, like something spiritual? Or, I don't know. No, actually, but I think it's, you know, that, like, I don't really believe in a soul or yeah. I find it difficult to believe, like, in spiritual things. But I also find it difficult to accept that we're only, like, I mean, that we're only, like, the sum of causes, like, as a... I don't even find it difficult to accept, but I think there's a difference between like accepting something and really believing it. When I do my, you know, everyday actions, like I think, I still think even though I learned about determinism, like, you know, some time ago, I still think I'm causing them or that I'm, you know, acting freely. Mm. I don't know if it's really mutually exclusive. I don't know. Just, I guess I'm also finding it hard to accept that determinism and free will are that mutually exclusive I don't know mm-hmm. yeah maybe it does come like down to definitions or something so for next episode we're gonna talk about fatalism sound is a similar thing to determinism but different but we'll yeah the distinctions important um yeah so see you next week we hope as always that you know you enjoyed the episode yeah. that you learned something new in the school of Athens see you next bye. week bye Thank you for coming to our lesson. We hope to see you again next week.